Anyway, go ahead and take your Bibles today and go to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. I tell you, I love preaching on the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I love the resurrection story. Uh, the passage of Scripture we're going to be looking at today, it's not about the resurrection, or it doesn't tell the story in it, but it makes reference to the resurrection. And we're going to see in this passage just how important the resurrection is. And sadly, many people, even back in Paul's day, there were people that did not believe in the resurrection of the dead. And this resurrection of the dead that it's talking about here, it's not talking about necessarily the resurrection of Jesus Christ, but one thing that has been taught way back even in Job's day, Job knew about it, that one of these days there's going to be a resurrection of man. There's going to be a resurrection of all people. And... There were many that didn't believe in that in Jesus' day. There was the Sadducees. They did not believe in a resurrection. This was a group of people that thought this life is it. After we're gone, we're gone. They didn't believe in any spirit, angels, anything like that. And then, uh, and Jesus, of course, you know, he definitely got onto them for that and talked about the resurrection. But there was always a belief that one of these days, even after this life was over, we were going to come back one of these days. And Paul talks about that here in 1 Corinthians 15. So let's read about this because the reason we can still that we still believe this, the reason that we have hope of a resurrection for ourselves is because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And no, normally we call that event the rapture. We all know about the day when Jesus Christ is going to come and those who are alive and remain, they're going to be caught up. But those who are dead, the dead in Christ, okay, they're going to rise at that day of the rapture. And obviously, most believers throughout history, uh, they're a part of the resurrection part, the ones that come back. There will be some, uh, maybe some of us here, hopefully, who are alive and remain at that day, and we'll get caught up. And I'm hoping I'm one of those. I don't know when the Lord is coming back, but I'm, I'm holding out that uh, I might not have to leave this world through death. You know, we'll have to wait and see what happens. But I have the hope of that because Jesus Christ rose from the dead. And we're going to see that here in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 1. It says, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory that I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins, according to the Scriptures, and that He was buried, and that He rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. And that He was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. After that, He was seen of above five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain under this present, but some are fallen asleep. And I want you to notice here that not only was Jesus Christ, after He rose from the dead, seen of the twelve, it mentions five hundred people at one time saw him. Okay, and I know we see in the Bible the Romans they, or the Jews tried to get this conspiracy going that the followers of Christ hid his body. But let me tell you, too many people witnessed it. Too many people saw him at one time. We have so many writings about it. We've got the four Gospels that talk about it, written by people who saw Jesus Christ themselves. And you know, it's funny. Many people try to deny that the resurrection of Christ is a historical fact, even though we have writings of 
the four people in the Gospel. Even though there's other writings that are not in the Scriptures that we can find that talk about the resurrection of Christ. Even people like Josephus who was a Jew who was not a believer in Christ, but even he talked about the resurrection. People use his work for to you know prove historical things all the time. And yet, they will say we don't have historical evidence, but they will go and they'll find a carving on a rock somewhere of someone's name that dates back to a certain time, and then that proves somebody existed. I mean, that writes new chapters in history, but yet, what we have in Jesus Christ, they don't count. I think that's kind of interesting how selective they are in those things. And that's because they've got an agenda. But he mentions all these people, but not only was he seen by all these people, all these things happened according to the Scriptures. And let me tell you, the Scriptures are... I mean, you can believe in those more than you can believe in an eyewitness account of anybody. In fact, we see later in the book of Peter that you can believe the Scriptures more than you can believe what you've seen yourself with your own eyes. Because haven't we all been there before where we saw something, we remembered it a certain way, but somebody else who was with us remembered it another way? Okay, We've all experienced that. Every husband and wife has experienced that before, haven't you? When you've had some of your arguments, you know, oh, you said this. No, I didn't say that. You said that. You've all been there before. So we all know that eyewitness accounts firsthand, that's not even the best thing. And then sometimes you're wondering, you know, did I say that? You know, I mean, you know, could, could I have been wrong? And, but the Scripture says it. I mean, this is something that there should be no doubt about. Jesus Christ did rise from the dead. He, re- he literally died. He didn't go into a coma on that cross. When you read about what they did to Him, you don't just go into a coma from something like that. and You definitely don't come back from something like that. I mean, He shed every drop of blood that He had on that cross. They just sang that song, Nothing But the Blood. He laid it down willingly and He rose again three days later. Okay? There's no doubt about that. You have to believe in this. Belief in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It is so important. And, there's, and I'm going to show you some reasons here in a little bit. But let's read a few more Scriptures. Okay, And He mentions um, in verse... Seven. After that, he was seen of James, then of all the apostles, then of all the apostles, and last of all, he was seen of me also, as of one born out of due time. For I am least of the apostles, and am not meet to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and His grace that which was bestowed upon me was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Therefore, whether it were I or they, so we preach, and so we so we, ye believed. Now, if Christ be preached that He rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? Okay, and right there, He's not talking about the resurrection of Jesus Christ, but the resurrection of the dead is that day when we all rise from the dead, when we come back. Okay, there is a resurrection coming. That is something that the They've taught throughout the Bible, Old Testament and New Testament, the resurrection of the dead. Now, there's two parts of the resurrection of the dead. We're going to see that in a little bit. The dead in Christ rise first. Those who are saved rise at the rapture. The rest of the dead, they don't rise until after Jesus Christ's millennial reign on the earth. We'll look at those Scriptures in a little bit. But there were some here in the church that were saying, no, there is no resurrection of the dead. Okay? But yet they're preaching Jesus Christ rose. Okay? And if we preach that Jesus Christ rose from the dead, how can some of you be saying that there is no resurrection of the dead? There are many people today that you could talk to and they'll say, I believe Jesus Christ rose from the dead, but they don't believe that they will someday. 
They don't believe in a life after death for themselves. And that doesn't make sense. You can't say you believe in one and you don't believe in the other. You can't say you believe in the resurrection of people and you don't believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. See, and notice what he said in verse 13. But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen? Okay? If there's not a resurrection coming, it's because Christ didn't rise from the dead. And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain and your faith is also vain. If Jesus Christ didn't rise from the dead, then what are we even doing here? Why are we even preaching? It's all for nothing. It's pointless. Yea, we are found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that He raised up Christ, whom He raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. If the dead are not going to come back to life one of these days, then that means Jesus Christ didn't rise from the dead. And if Jesus Christ didn't rise from the dead, Everything we're doing here is in vain. It's a waste of time. It's not important. If you say you believe that Jesus Christ rose from the dead, but you don't believe that we are going to raise from the dead one of these days, it makes no sense. You can't have it both ways. And notice verse 16, for if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. If we don't come back to life one of these days, that's because Jesus Christ didn't rise from the dead. We see, you know, it says you're. I mean, you're yet in your sins. Verse seventeen. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain. Ye are yet in your sins, folks. You know what that means? That means we are on our way to hell. That would be terrible news, wouldn't it? I mean, the gospel is the good news. Okay, the good news is Jesus Christ did die for your sins. He did rise from the dead, and you can be saved. You can have eternal life. But yet, this whole resurrection of the dead thing. There are those who don't believe in it. There are those who are, maybe they're just not religious and they don't believe there's a life after death. There are some people who are religious but do not believe in a life after death. They do not believe there's a heaven or a hell. And many times people think, you know, what difference does it make? And I'm here today to tell you that it makes a huge difference what you believe concerning the resurrection. You should, you need to believe that Jesus Christ rose from the dead and that we will rise from the dead. It is absolutely necessary for you to believe those things because if you don't, all right, if you don't, there's some consequences and let's look at what these things are. First of all, if you know what so what difference does it make if you don't believe there's a life after death? Well, first of all, your eternal destination is based off what happens in this life. Okay? What happens here in this life you are living right now this is what determines your eternal destinations. Hebrews 9.27 says, "...and as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for Him shall He appear the second time without sin unto salvation." Okay, You only get to die one time. It is appointed unto man once to die. And what comes after death? The judgment. Okay? The judgment. That's what comes next. And what determines whether or not we get to go into heaven or go to hell? And that has everything to do with have you been born again? And how do you be born again? Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. There are those who believe not. And the Bible says that they are condemned already because they have not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. You have to... That decision... On where you're, or that what the what difference it makes of where you're going to spend eternity, it depends on what happens here in this life. And after you die, folks, it's too late. 
You are going to rise again. But we're going to see the resurrection of the lost is nothing to be excited about. And the, but the resurrection of the saved, it's completely, it's, it's something to be very excited about. And whether or not you will go with the dead in Christ who rise first, that all depends on whether or not you get saved, whether or not you give your heart to Christ. There is no reincarnation. Okay? The resur- it's, there, sorry, there's no such thing. You're not going to come back as someone else. You know, you all, you weren't George Washington in your previous life or anybody else. You're not going to come back as a horse or an eagle or anything like that. Sorry, there's no reincarnation, folks. It's appointed unto man once to die. Okay, now, listen, you know, you all are laughing. I'm glad you're laughing because that is, that's funny. Reincarnation, that's pretty ridiculous. But you know, I've talked to many people who, they believe in reincarnation. I have. It's not just Indians that believe in reincarnation. I'm talking about white men. If they believe in reincarnation, they think they're going to come back as something else. I'm like, are you crazy? There is no reincarnation. It's a point on demand. Once to die. You only are going. You know, I hate anything that's you know new and everybody's doing. And I was getting really sick of it. I haven't seen any lately. But those stupid YOLO shirts. All right, y'all know YOLO is you know hashtag. YOLO, which means you only live once. Okay. Now, I'm sorry. Those just those made me mad. Uh, those were really annoying. But here's the here's the truth. You only die once. See, because the truth is, you're coming back. But what you come back to depends on what happens in this life. And you only die once. And after death, the judgment. And the question is, what are you going to do during this life? Are you going to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ? Are you going to reject? That's what we all should start wearing. Y O D O. You know, you only die once, and then you know, after death, the judgment. I'm getting that started. No, I probably won't do that. But anyway, you know, there's no reincarnation. There's no purgatory. Okay, I'm sorry. I've searched high and low throughout the Bible. There's no purgatory. I listened to a Catholic priest one time talk about purgatory in the Apocrypha, and I went and I read it, and there's no purgatory in the Apocrypha. He said, well, it's also in Galatians. I went and I read the verse in Galatians. I forgot which one it says, and it's not even close. There is no purgatory. There's no place where you go and atone for your sins, and you go do your time there, and then after that, you can go to heaven. There is no purgatory. Okay? What determines where you're going to spend eternity, it all depends on whether or not you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you have to make that decision on this life. Before you die. And then after that, you're going to come back. Okay? But what you come back to depends on what you do on this life. You only die once. And after death, the judgment. So, believe in the resurrection. When you realize that, hey, I've only got one chance to live for God, to do something for God, to make the right decision, it's going to affect how you make decisions. If you think that this life is all there is, then you know what you're going to do? You're going to walk around with a YOLO t-shirt that says you only live once. Which means I'm going to do whatever I want. I'll send, I'm going to get whatever pleasure I can get from this life. I'm going to take whatever I can from this life. I'm going to experience whatever I can experience because you only live once. Well, if that were true, then I'd go with you. But the truth is, you don't only live once, you only die once. And what you come back to Depends on that decision you make, and you better choose Jesus Christ. So another thing that can affect, uh, you know, the belief in the resurrection is important because your eternal rewards, eternal rewards, 
are based on what happens in this life. Go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Turn back there to chapter 3. In verse 11, it says, For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall reveal by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so is by fire. Alright, so right here we see that obviously what gets us into heaven, what gets us salvation is Jesus Christ. That's it. Now, after we receive Jesus Christ, we can build on that foundation. There are, we can do works that will determine the rewards that we get when we're in heaven. Now, some of our works that we do, they're not for the right reason. Sometimes we do good works and we do it for show. Sometimes we do it maybe just because it's expected of us. We do it because we're trying to please man. And you know what? That's wood, hay, and stubble, folks. You're doing, if you're doing your good deeds to be seen of men, well, let me tell you, God can see right through that. And one of these days when you stand before God, those works are all going to burn up. But those things that are for real, the things that are from the heart, the things that are for Christ, the things that you do when no one's looking, the things that you do that get you no earthly rewards, those are the gold, silver, and the precious stones. Those are the things that are going to last. Those are the things that you're going to be able to enjoy for all eternity. The Bible tells us about that. And think about it, our eternal rewards, as the Bible calls them, things that we can enjoy for eternity are based on what we do in this life. Yet what do most people want to do? What does the YOLO crowd want to do? You know, get whatever you can. You know, get as much money as you can because you know you only live once. But listen, I don't care what you get as far as possessions go on this earth, it's all going to burn up, isn't it? It's all going to fade away. You're going to spend it up, you're going to use it up. I mean, you could lose it all tomorrow in a fire. I mean, you might die tomorrow and you're not going to be able to enjoy any of it. But the things that we do for Christ we can enjoy those rewards for all eternity. But yet, many people, because they think this life is all that there is, they're, they're living for the cash money. They're living for the parties. They're living for you know the fancy cars and just all the things that this world can offer. But when you believe in the resurrection, when you realize that, hey, I'm not done after this life. I've got an entire eternity ahead of me it's going to change the decisions that you make. It's going to make a huge difference in how you live your life. Now is our chance to lay up treasures in heaven. Matthew chapter 6, verse 19, it says, Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust doth not corrupt, where thieves do not break through and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Now is our chance to do that. After you die, you don't get a chance to lay up treasures in heaven anymore. This is our time to do that, this, I mean, we ought to look at life as this wonderful opportunity. The fact that you're still breathing, I can do something for God. I can do something that can reap eternal rewards. And it, but if you don't believe in a resurrection, why? Why do that? You know, why, you know, why give your money to a missionary or to the, to the church instead of going and just having some fun experience with yourself? You only live once, right? Why not go and have some fun? But wait, when you realize there's eternity after this, 
Why would I waste my finances on some temporary pleasure that I'm going to get over in a day or two when I could do something that will give me enjoyment for all eternity? See, that way, the way you think in that area, how you believe, it's going to affect so much. Belief in life after death, it will help you realize the results of your actions and it will cause you to make better decisions. Go to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 32. Now, this is really important. You need to see this here. Now, because we're all Americans, we're always hearing all this talk about equality and everybody having the same stuff and everybody, all men are created equal. You know, we hear all these things and it's caused us to kind of have some false ideas about the afterlife and about heaven. But look what it says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 32. It says, And what shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon, of Barak, of Samson, of Jephthah, of David also, and Samuel, and of the prophets. It's been going through all these famous people of the Old Testament who did great things through faith. And then verse 33, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouth of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead raised to life again, and others were tortured not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. Did you all see that? You know why some of those people went through the things that they went through? You know why Daniel was willing to be thrown to the lions like we see? You know why Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were willing to be thrown into a fiery furnace? Why all these people were willing to be to die? While many did die mentions those who were sawn asunder. Why many of them suffered torture. Do you know why they were willing to let people end their life? It was so they could have a better resurrection. Because they knew that you only die once. There was there's only one chance and they wanted to have a better resurrection. They knew there was more to come. You know, Daniel... When Daniel got thrown into the lion's den, think about this. Daniel was at least, was probably at least 80 years old. Because that was when the Medes and Persians had taken over. And they, he had been in Babylon. Babylon had been in captivity. They had been in captivity in Babylon for 70 years. So he's at least 80 years old. He didn't have that much time left when you stop and think about it. You know, he could have just said, hey, you know, I want to hang on to these couple years I've had. I live 80 years for God. You know, he didn't care. I want to have a better resurrection. Go ahead, take my life. And, you know, let, go ahead, throw me to the lions. I don't care. That was his attitude because he wanted a better resurrection. Some of the people, when they died, they died at very young ages. They could have said, "I've got my whole life ahead of me." But you know what? They didn't care because maybe they had another fifty or sixty years. But they were thinking about eternity. And see, the belief in a life after death it will cause you to make. Better decisions. The attitude, if you only live once, it just promotes the attitude of having all the fun you can. It's basically just promoting sin. Go ahead and do whatever you feel like doing. And listen, just because someone does not believe in life after death, it doesn't change the reality of it. Okay? Think about it. There is life after death, but just because someone says, I don't believe in life after death, it doesn't change the fact that they will still, there's still going to be life after death for them. I might say, I don't believe in drowning. But if I go underwater long enough, eventually I'm going to drown, aren't I? It's not going to change the fact you know, just because I didn't believe it. 
And these people who say they don't believe in a life after death, it's not going to change the fact that they're going to die and they're going to stand before God in judgment. It doesn't change the fact that they are going to rise again one of these days. And so, there, you know, there we see there is a resurrection of the saved and a resurrection of the lost. In Daniel chapter 12, verse 1, it says, And at that time, Michael shall stand up, the great prince which standeth for the children of thy people, and there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there is a nation even to that same time. And at that time, thy people shall be delivered, every one that shall be found written in the book. And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, and some to everlasting shame and contempt. And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. Now I want you to see a few things here. Okay, it mentions those. They're going to rise to everlasting life. Some are going to rise to everlasting shame and contempt. Those who are wise, those who do good, those who turn people to righteousness, the Bible says they will shine as the brightness of the firmament. Now remember when I mentioned there in Hebrews, it mentioned those who wanted a better resurrection. See, what's that talking about? Well, listen, in eternity, I believe there's going to be those who shine brighter than others. So, well, that's not fair. Well, look at, let's go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. See, not all resurrections are equal. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, because we saw the better resurrection that was mentioned there in Hebrews. And look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 40. It says there are also celestial bodies, talking about stars, okay, things like the sun, moon, stars, and bodies terrestrial, talking about earthly bodies. But the glory of the celestial is one, and the glory of the terrestrial is another. There is one glory of the sun, and another glory of the moon, another glory of the stars. For one star deferreth from another star in glory. Okay, when you go out at night and you look at the stars, there are some stars that shine brighter than others, aren't there? There are some that you could say have more glory than others. Alright? That's very, you can just go out and start, start, uh, tonight and you'll see that if the clouds are, aren't out. And then verse 42, so also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. We see that in the resurrection. We're going to be like that too. We are going to rise and there are going to be some, depending on what they did in this life, that will shine brighter than other people. And that's one of the reasons we need to make sure that we are faithful. Many people just have this attitude, I'm saved, that's enough. I'm satisfied with that. Hey, listen, you only die once, folks. Let's make sure that we've accomplished something in this life. That way when we live the next time, maybe we can shine a little bit brighter. Maybe we can have a little more glory. This is our chance to do something about that. And first, so the saved, they're going to rise to everlasting life, but then it mentions those who are going to rise to everlasting shame and contempt. 1 Thessalonians 4.16 says, For the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with the shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Okay? The dead in Christ rise first. Everyone's always known about the resurrection. In Daniel, they knew about those who were going to rise, some to everlasting life, others to everlasting shame and contempt. In John chapter 5.28, Jesus is speaking and He says, Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming in that which all that are in the graves shall hear His voice. Everyone's going to hear the voice of Jesus Christ when He comes back one of these days. And shall come forth. 
They that have done good unto the resurrection of life, and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. Okay? And so we see that there's some space in between that because the dead in Christ rise first at the rapture. And in Revelation 20, verse 6, it says, Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the second death hath no power, but they shall be priests of God and shall and, uh, and of Christ and shall reign with them a thousand years. And then it goes on and says, But the rest of the dead live not again under the thousand years were finished. And then they were those ones were cast into the lake of fire, which is the second death. So think about that. Those who do not receive Christ, they're going to rise again, but only to die again. Only to be cast into the lake of fire. See, for the saved, we only die one time. But for the lost, they die twice. Think about that. The second death. Those who rise in the rapture, the Bible says the second death hath no power over them. And what determines if you're going to be in that group or not is have you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ? I'm, I'm sorry, but this life is not all that there is. But belief in life after death, it will help us put in perspective what the trials of this life really are in the big scheme of things. Go back in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. I want to read a couple more verses for you there. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, notice what it says in verse 19. It says, If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. Okay, now, why does it say that? I'm not that miserable, right? Well, you know, and I don't, I don't, I don't think I'm miserable. I don't think Paul was miserable. But wait a minute. Let's stop and think about something here. What? Ha- How many of you have ever been to a funeral before? Okay, we've all been to funerals. That stinks, doesn't it? You've lost people. I mean, you know, how many people in here have suffered cancer before? I know we've had. We've got some people that have, they went through cancer before. We've got people. That stinks, doesn't it? I mean, how many of you have ever been sick with the flu and felt like you were going to die? Okay, I mean, we've all been there before. We've all dealt with some pretty sorry things. We could all, if we wanted to, get in here and we could probably tell some pretty good sob stories, couldn't we? Then we could probably get some people crying, talking about some of the things that we've dealt with, talking about those who have sinned against us. Let me tell you, if we wanted to, we could really have a good pity party in here today. I mean, we could. We, we could. There's plenty that we've experienced in this life that we could complain about. And sometimes we do throw those pity parties, don't we? And we do complain, but yet we're not here having a pity party today. We're not doing that. Why? Because we know that's not all there is. We know that, hey, yeah, we've gone through some things. You know, if, if, if this life is all there was, if, there, if I did not believe in life after death, I would be terrified of cancer. I'd be scared to drive my car. People die in car wrecks every day. I would be miserable. I would be one of these people, you know, walking around, you know, man, you know, why is there all this, you know, wickedness in the world? Why are all these wars and diseases and things that go on? Hey, listen, you and I, we know because of the Bible that these things are here because of man's sin. But we know that this is not what God intended. This we know that God gave us paradise. Man's sin brought us to this point. And even if you live a life of 100 years where you have nothing but misery and pain and suffering, if you go to heaven, that's nothing. Because you've got eternal life. You know, while I, I'm sure 
I could, if I, if I found out I had cancer and there was no cure for it, I could make people feel sorry for him because they're thinking, man, 35 years old, he had all those years ahead of him, and he's going to die. That's terrible. Well, it would be if this was all there was. It would be if this life was it. But folks, this isn't it. If we don't just have hope in Christ in this life only, if this life is all there is, it's not that great. But yet we do feel many times that this life is great. But why do we think that? Because we know this life isn't all that there is. We know there's so much more out there. You know, it would be real easy if this life was all there was for me to go and drive through some of these nice fancy neighborhoods and throw a fit because I don't have as nice of a house and I don't drive as nice of cars as some people do. You know, know, if this life was all there was, I might be kind of envious when I drive home today and I go drive over the river and I see all the people out on the boat out fishing on Sunday, on Easter Sunday, instead of being in the house of God. I might be envious about that. I'm not envious about it now. It doesn't bother me now that other people get to do that stuff. No, I'm just, I'm just not messing. But it, it would, it, because I know that, hey, this life isn't all there is, you know, I'm not going to waste my life fishing. I'm not going to waste my life trying to get things that are going to burn up one of these days. I'm not going to do that. But if this life was all that there was, I would be miserable. I might join the drug crowd. There must be something to that. The people are spending so much money on that. I might go see what's going on in the bars that's so attractive to people. I, you know, I'm, I, I've seen people when they come out of those bars. It doesn't look too exciting to me. But there must be something to it if everybody's doing it and paying all that money. But you know what? I know that this life isn't all there is. And so you know, I don't need that. I'm not even going to try that. Even if I want, even if there's some things I want, hey, I want to have a better resurrection. I want to shine in the in the new life that's coming up. I'm going to live again. I am going to rise again. And what my new life is like, much of it depends on what I do in this life. And we see here in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, if you don't believe in the resurrection of the dead, that means you believe. Jesus Christ isn't risen. But folks, Jesus Christ is risen. Jesus Christ did rise from the dead. They did everything they could to keep Him in that tomb. They sealed that stone. They put a big stone in front of it. They put guards there to try to keep Him in there. But He came out anyway. They tried to cover it up, but He was seen by too many people. 500 people at one time saw Him. He walked the earth for 40 days after His resurrection. He ascended to heaven. People watched it as He ascended to heaven. We have the writings of it still today. We can read about it. We even have the evidence of it today. We have the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us, that moves among us, that does a work among us, there is a resurrection of the dead because Christ is risen. And when we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ, one of the things that ought to excite us about that is one of these days, we're going to rise from the dead too. One of these days that the Lord tarries is coming, all of us are going to be put in the ground somewhere. They're going to take us, they're going to dig a hole, and they are going to stick us in that hole. And let me tell you, that practice of burying the body, that is something that has been around for millennia because people believed in a resurrection. The pagans, they often had the practice of burning the bodies because their idea was this is it. It's done. They burn it, let it go up into smoke, let it go into nothing. But the believers, they always knew that a resurrection day is coming. And so they would. They'd put that body in the ground. They'd put it in a place knowing one of these days is coming back. 
Now, thank the Lord if a body's been burned, if you've got a loved one who's been cremated, I'm pretty sure God can resurrect ashes. If He formed man from the dust of the ground, if He spoke the universe into existence, I think He can write, I think He can bring them back from the ashes. Don't worry about that. They're still going up. But, but that practice, it was, just, it was based on that. And I do. I, I, I want to be buried. I want to be put in the ground when I die. And I want something on the tombstone that says, here is the temporary lying place of Tommy McMurtry. Stand back. This might, he, he's going to be coming out. Eventually, <laughs> and uh, I like, and it has nothing to do with you know the night of the living dead, zombie stuff like we talked about in Sunday school. It has nothing to do with that. It's the resurrection of the dead. All that are in the grave is going to hear the voice. Those who believe in Christ, they're going to come forth right away. They're coming forth at the rapture. The rest of the dead live not again till the thousand years are finished. Only to stand before a great white throne of judgment. I saw a great white throne. So it says I saw the dead. Small and great stand before God. And those people, they're judged according to their works. And everyone who is judged according to their works were cast into the lake of fire. How, how do we get through? Well, we get judged, when we get judged, we don't get judged according to our works. We get judged according to the work of Jesus Christ. And His work was good enough to save us and to get us into heaven. And we are going to get in because of the blood of Jesus Christ that He shed. That death, when we read about the crucifixion, that was our payment. That's our works. Okay, that that's the work that gets us saved. That's the work that gets us into heaven. And you know, if he'd have just died on the cross, it wouldn't have been enough. He had to rise from the dead too. If death would have held him, the cross wouldn't have done any good. But when he rose from the dead, that settled it all. That sealed it all. The dead will rise again. And I'm hoping I'm alive. I'm one of those who I'm alive and remain until the rapture. But if not, I'm going to I'm going to participate in it anyway. I'm just going to come, I'll come out of my grave, and I I literally believe that. And if you don't believe that, then you don't believe that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. We see that in First Corinthians 15. You must believe in that. It will change everything about your life. And so I hope you do. So with that, let's all stand together right now. <laughs>